0: Hi and welcome to MouseTrap. I'm Lisa, and joining me, I have the whole gang. I've got Lauren, Sharpie, and Steve. Hey, Lisa. Hey. Hiya. Hiya. Howdy, Lisa. Howdy, Sharpie. How's everyone How's doing tonight? What? Ah, you beat me. Hmm. <laughs> I'm doing well.
1: Fast. You got. You got to get around that.
2: How you doing, Lisa? How you doing? No kidding. I'm like I'm like, a, I'm like a ninja greeter. It's, he really like, is. <laughs> he
1: wants to start the show. He's eager. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm doing oh actually
0: gosh. pretty well. Um. Got a lot done today. Uh, Got some new news that we'll share soon. I'm excited about that. And um, yeah, we're good. How are you? How's everyone else?
3: We're all good. Yeah, you there. Okay. Yeah, doing doing
0: okay. All right. Well, let's get to it. Um, We're going to be talking about a couple of things. Um, We're going to talk about Disney on-property resorts hmm And and what's so great about them?
3: Yeah, a couple of news stories. We got a little, some news coming up on Swan and Dolphin and some uh, Adventures by Disney news.
0: All right. So let's get started with um, On Property. Why should we do that?
2: Well... This topic, uh, show topic actually came from personal experience. Uh, I had had plans to go down, uh, to Walt Disney world in November. Uh, I recently, I I was considering canceling the trip. I wasn't sure, didn't know what I wanted to do yet. Um, but I, I had, for you yeah i I had made my i had made the the hotel reservation for an off-property hotel uh went to check on the reservation and discovered that the hotel has closed Uh, i did not get an email regarding the status of the property i did not get a phone call regarding the status of the property uh i did some research and it turns out that people have been arriving at this property now for several weeks attempting to check in with paid-in-full reservations through third-party booking services like Priceline, like TripAdvisor, like uh, but, uh, what, Hotels.com, that kind of stuff. Yep. And the, the they're, they're just kind of out of luck because the third-party booking, once you've booked it and paid it in full, it is – it, it, your, your booking is then respond the responsibility of, of the property. So there's it, when you call the, when you call the resort hotel number, the phone number, you get the central company booking service, booking uh, the, the, like the call center. And they, they provide a phone number to contact the property manager directly. That number is going unanswered. Phone calls are going unreturned. Um, And just kind of a general reminder right now, things are a little uncertain as everyone has learned on a daily basis since March. Uh, So when you think about the, the cancellation policies and stuff like that, Disney has a very, very forgiving cancellation policy under normal circumstances anyway, but then they have been extremely forgiving during their reopening process from being closed for several months due to due to COVID-19. So Lauren and I were talking and and saying that's at the same time that, that there are a lot of missing benefits from staying at a Walt Disney world resort right now that individuals who have stayed at Disney resorts frequently are used to such as, um, extra magic hours, things like that. While, while that type of stuff is limited right now, you still have the name security and protection of your booking and your vacation funds that you have always had with Disney. It's 100% reliable. They're not going to, they're not going to treat you wrong. And, and I think that's something that as, especially as things begin to reopen, there are a lot of hotel properties in the Orlando area. There are a lot that are closed and have been closed since March. There are some that are literally teetering on the brink of remaining open or closing for good. The hotel property where I was booked, every indication is that they have closed for good. Um, so sad. It It is. And, and then the other thing to remember is that if you are all at all familiar, we're going to, we're going to take a, a a hard, hard turn here. If you're at all familiar with a lot of low end hotel properties in the Orlando area, it can be dangerous. Um, When you, when you, when you wander over into the Kissimmee area, there are some hotel properties that you're looking at booking in like the 40 to $50 a night range Uh, that I wouldn't. I wouldn't book anyone in. I myself wouldn't personally stay there. Um, You you have to be aware of that kind of stuff. So as, as people are beginning to travel and looking for, for super bargain deals proceed with caution that there, there's some, there's some shady business happening uh, with hotel properties that were, were kind of marginally profitable to start with, but, There's a lot to be, a lot to be cautious about. Lauren, talk a few, talk a little bit about the different things that that you and I talked about in terms of the features and benefits and all that kind of stuff that would normally lure someone to the Disney property to stay. But at this point in time, it's like, eh, there's no real benefit of staying on property. Huh? Really? There is.
1: Definitely. Like, I think that Normally, you have extra magic hours. You have, um, you know, you have the bus transportation, which is still there, which is still a positive. Magical Express, which is going to be a free service to and from the airport, which is still there, still a positive. Um, you know, you don't have fast pass going on right now. Uh, you don't have early morning hours, um, extra magic hours, or late hours going on. Um, so I think that people are thinking right now that you don't need to stand property. But in my opinion, there's a lot of reasons to stand on property. One being what Sharpie just mentioned, where you don't know if offsite properties are going to stay open. We know Disney's going to stay open. And if they don't, they stand behind their product. And they're 100% going to be reimbursing you if for some reason something happened, which none of us see happening again anytime soon. <laughs> um, but I think you have that, you have the, the cleanliness factor. Nobody is cleaning and sanitizing and taking care of you the way Disney is. So that's a huge consideration, especially when you're worried about your health and, and everything else going on. If you're in the Disney bubble the entire time, I think there's a tremendous value in that currently because you're not worrying about, oh, you know, does XYZ Hotel sanitize and take care of things like Disney does. The protocols are in place with Disney are not the same as everywhere else. Disney is beating to their own drum. They're taking this very seriously. They want nothing tied back to them. So I think think that alone, for health reasons, is a tremendous reason to stay on property right now. Um, I also think, and Sharpie and I were talking about this earlier, that um, Disney is going to add things back slowly. So yes, well, today there may not be extra magic hours. There may not be, you know, certain things happening by January. There may be by March. There may be, you know, we don't know how things are going to progress. If you look at the parks in Asia, which I think is a good indicator of how things are going to be, there are a few months off from us. I think you see them progressing, you see them adding things. We've already seen them add experiences back in like Droid and Savvy's and, you know, we're gonna see other things add in, we're seeing restaurants coming back, we're seeing character meals coming back, albeit they're altered, but they're coming back in a way that Disney feels that they can handle it safely. So I think when you look at that and you look at the progression, you're gonna continue to see progression with Disney. It's gonna be small, it's gonna be piece by piece But we're going to see things come back slowly. So if you're looking to book a trip for, say, next October, I would say it's a pretty good chance that you're going to see perks back, you know? So I think I think you have to weigh those factors. I think if you're looking to book a trip for, you know, two weeks from now, you can safely say what's going to be and what's not going to be. But I still think the cleanliness factor is huge.
2: Yeah, the sanitation in a hotel right now is your security blanket to a it's successful what, stay.
1: It's what makes it safe to travel.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's just like, there there are so many different things that, that, that we've all kind of talked about over the last few months, that there are things that we want to stay in place after COVID that we wish had been in place before COVID.
1: Cavalcades. Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Sorry. I was thinking more along the lines of like of sanitized and sealed remote uh, yeah, controls. That too. That too. <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff.
1: I really uh, like the cavalcades, so.
2: though. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. They're, they're really, there's there's so much. There's so much that that I want. Like. The the physical distancing in queue lines that like that that's yes let's let let's let's all give each other a little bit more breathing room. <laughs> I,
1: I actually I agree I do like that I like I like not smelling the guy's sweat next to me.
2: Which <laughs> I'm I'm gonna drop in a little bit of news here on this because uh, it, it it goes right along with what we're talking about is that it is currently rumored that they're preparing to roll out a virtual queue for two more attractions. And that is Smuggler's Run, and drum roll, please, Jungle Cruise.
3: Wow, Jungle what? Cruise!
2: Because the and, and I experienced this myself when I when I rode Jungle Cruise on the on this trip. Um, is the 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 queue is so tight. And yeah. It is it's laid out so awkwardly. There is, is no way
1: queue. That's true. To,
2: to maintain distance, and then they back the queue up the steps, which is not ADA compliant. So that that queue has nowhere to go.
3: Yeah, the queue is always well, the queue is very tight when because it's oh, just I ropes. You
1: were going to say that Jungle Cruise was because you know it's such a coveted ride.
2: Oh, it <laughs> yeah. Is. Well, there you go. I mean, it is it is it is a an opening day treasure. That is an absolute favorite of mine and everyone else's. Eh. No trip (laughs) is complete without seeing the backside of water. Only Sharpie. All I can
1: say Mm. is anytime I am on that ride, all I think about is you
0: (laughs) and his laugh.
1: Oh, below me. Every single time they tell a terrible pun, all I think about is Sharpie. I'm like, Oh, that's something Sharpie would say.
2: <laughs> I've said it before. The skipper, the skipper on the the boat that I was on this trip was the best. Skipper Sammy, shout out to Skipper Sammy. You are phenomenal. Uh, again, I, I think this may be the, the 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 second show in a row that I've given a shout out to 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 Skipper Sammy, but she she was phenomenal. I mean, the whole boat was laughing, even at the really bad ones. So. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we were just a really great crowd. I don't know. Could be. But yeah, mm. I, it was I, that, very it was, funny. It was so much fun. It was it was such such a fun Jungle Cruise, especially uh, to have been missing from the magic for so long.
1: Makes sense.
2: But yeah, I, th- that's so rumored. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen I did there? Okay
1: with that. Although I don't like the race to the park at ten a.m. to get a time virtual queue,
2: I mean there are there are certain things that I will do for Jungle Cruise, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have to be honest—if that's the case, I will literally never ride that ride again. <laughs> oh, come
2: on. come on, come on!
1: No, but like I like when they drop, you know, just it's it's there, and and it, you you book a virtual queue for it. Like, I don't like the stand in the middle of the park. You have to have this on. You have to have, like, I hate that about rise of the resistance. And I actually won't even go for it anymore because it's, it's stressful.
3: Mm. You know, I still haven't done it. Still so waiting. Like, I think- That's crazy. I know. I wasn't. Have I haven't been. I haven't been what since it's been open.
0: There are some some extenuating circumstances that might prevent that from happening.
3: Yeah, I haven't. I. It was not open the last time I was there, and then the media event. I think someone else went. I don't remember something. I didn't go to the media event for whatever reason, or maybe Lisa went. And then, uh, nope, wasn't me. Nope. I don't remember. I
0: th- was that Carrie? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe <coughs> Carrie went. Carrie.
3: Yeah, we were somewhere or something or working on something. I don't know. But anyway. Yeah, so it's been a while. I haven't. And then uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. I still haven't done that. I'm behind you guys. The Skyway. Yes,
2: it's a sad one. news to share. I haven't and seen the Skyway. That Wolfgang Puck Express is I saw that. closing for good. Uh, I saw that. Really? I was so disappointed that I did not get my bacon-wrapped meatloaf. I will continue to protest. A However, lot of people are disappointed. Yeah. It's wow. it was such, a good, such well, here, a good restaurant. Well, here's
3: the thing that I thought, you know, they opened so many things and then COVID hit. So I don't know. So now I wonder what's how many, stick? yeah, because I would wonder what's going to stick if everything was normal because oh. you open so many restaurants and so many snacks and so many things. And you're like, how many of these can hold on in a normal but here's situation? But
1: the thing, Wolfgang Puck Express A has been there forever.
3: Oh, I know. So B know, has been
1: very popular, and C, Disney Springs has been packed.
3: Well, that, well, that, it that's, has. well, then what does that tell you? Then that if they can't, then that makes it even seem worse for me. Because if they can't, so if they can't do it, then how are these other places going to stay open?
1: Right, like that's the thing that I don't understand. So, it's a very popular
2: place.
3: Evidently, not popular enough.
2: I, I never went there, and and walked right up to the counter. There was always a line.
3: I don't I don't do you, understand. Do you
1: know I have a a reservation to eat that at Wolfgang Puck dining room?
2: It's still it's, open.
1: No, it, well they just redid it before. You know it, it just reopened this year, um, but they had redone the whole thing. And I have not. I've never eaten there, but I booked a reservation to try it because I've never eaten there
3: so maybe express just didn't make enough money for them even though it was busy maybe the model the was
2: location wasn't the, the best
3: service. maybe maybe they were yeah, like maybe why maybe why we are, maybe, are we holding but, on to this thing when we're just making a small we're just barely breaking even on it maybe their pricing or something wasn't right i don't know yeah hmm
1: well and did you guys see that uh the swalfin is no longer dropping guests off at um It's no longer part of the Disney loop for, for busing.
3: The the Disney, the Swan and Dolphin hotel no longer has Disney bus service. They've switched it to a private.
1: Yep. It's now with mirrors and Sharpie. What, what's the time's going to be now?
2: Uh, The buses will run every 10 to 30 minutes uh, during peak periods of the day. Uh, The buses could run every 10 to 15 minutes, which let's, let's just go ahead and be generous and say every 15 minutes. Um, cause that's, I don't see them running every 10 minutes. I don't think there's any way they would do that. No. Uh, and even, even if they tried Orlando traffic, the Disney area traffic is, and even at its current level doesn't allow for every 10 minutes. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, yeah. but I would say, I would say reasonably, you're going to see a bus for Swan and Dolphin every 30 minutes.
1: Yeah. Which is what most offsite hotels run event at some point. Yeah. Every 30 to 60 minutes usually.
3: So Lauren, you had a good point on the disadvantages. Like if you're going from Swan and Dolphin now on mirrors or whatever they, the transportation, and then you go to the Magic Kingdom, unlike a Disney bus that drops you right at the front. Where do you're they re- now
1: going to TTC.
3: Yeah. Ticket and Transportation Center, which is uh, not right there at the front.
1: No, which is another step to leave at the end of the day too.
3: Yeah, that's always the worst.
1: <laughs> yeah, I. That's the worst. Is when you leave at park <laughs> closing, and the, there's just a mass of people to get on the ferry boat, and the the monorail is not running late anymore either. So, yeah, that could be.
2: And there is no way to walk.
1: Treacherous.
3: <laughs> yeah, um, and if you could walk, that's a that's a hike. So yeah. that
1: was the one perk of staying at at uh, Swan Dolphin that you still got to to actually do the disney transportation because they were coupled with uh beach or yacht yeah or boardwalk i think it was coupled with boardwalk beach and yacht are together boardwalks and swan and dolphin i think were together um but so as a deluxe resort person who loves the deluxe resorts i'm kind of happy now because now we don't have to stop
3: i know i always remembered (laughs) stopping there (laughs) And I was like, why are we so But I
2: wonder here? if silver lining like boardwalk, beach club, and yacht club on the same loop now. No. I don't you don't know. think so?
1: No. And I have to be honest, when I was there recently, Yacht Club and, and Yacht and Beach were together. And Boardwalk was on it was on its own. Mm. Um, but there's also a ton of construction going on by uh, Swan and Dolphin because they're putting up that um economy hotel. New Tower. Yeah. So new,
2: new digs in the neighborhood Yeah,
1: and it does change the site line there.
3: It does. You can a see lot. it. At Epcot. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. Yep. A lot.
3: Um, I hate that. They, and that it's, they it's let a very them.
1: contemporary looking building, so it doesn't even fit in, you know, maybe when it's done it will, but looking at the area, it changes the whole look of the area.
2: The other thing I was surprised at is when you are standing at the international gateway in Epcot, looking back to your American adventure, you can see the skyliner along the treetops behind yeah. world showcase. I was shocked that they, that we that, that passed, passed us we together. Yeah. Cause like there, there's the American adventure pavilion and you see, and when you look really closely, uh. you see flying gondolas. <laughs>
3: Well, they used to be so good about all that. And then as. Well,
2: I mean, to be fair, it is minuscule noticeable. All right. like, yeah, you you have really to have to look for it. it. All right. But still, you can see it.
3: Right. But
1: Eagle Eye Sharpie was there that it day. Was he was like,
3: wait it. a minute. <laughs> <That's-> you're ruining <laughs> my. Uh... Yeah, I can't believe I'm in, a, in the American Pavilion anymore. Because there's a skyline. Well, I think
2: if you're in the American Adventure Pavilion, yeah, I don't you,
3: wouldn't think see you can it. see That's them. True.
2: I don't think so either. I think it, it's really just the distance.
3: Yeah, from afar, from front of the
2: park to the back of the park that yeah. allows you to see it. Mm.
3: Yeah. yeah. Oh well. Yeah. All right. Well, it's been a while since I've stayed at the Swanandale. I don't, you know, I don't even think I've stayed at the Swanandale.
0: I stayed at one of them. I don't remember which one.
3: And we but... stayed when there was a convention there. Yeah, Kinda It kind of was packed. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, the question is, Lisa, man. was there a fish on the roof or a bird? I don't remember. I
3: don't remember either.
1: I'm sorry. It doesn't look like a bird.
2: It does.
3: It looks like a swan. Oh, it, yeah, the swan looks like a swan. Uh,
0: yeah, it's the the dolphin that doesn't look, I oh, mean, because like he's upside down.
3: It's a dolphin yeah. fish, not a dolphin looks dolphin. Like a fish. Right. A, it, but
0: he, he looks like a funny fish, too, because he's upside down.
3: It's a fish. I guess evidently there's a fish that's called dolphin. Or really? I, that's Mahi Mahi. Is that what it is? Yeah, isn't it? I don't know. Look how uneducated I am about my fish.
0: But you eat it. I don't.
3: But yeah, I, I always think fish. I think of like a dolphin, like porpoise. Flipper. Yes. Yes. And so then you see this weird fish as their icon. I want to shell. hear
0: Sharpie's best dolphin.
3: Oh boy. <laughs> I don't know if Wow. That, was, Lisa, that there's was no way in the history. <laughs> I wasn't even going to ask. I didn't even know what that was. <laughs> Wow! Oh, all right.
0: All right. Are we moving on? Yeah.
3: So Adventures yeah. by Disney has some new news.
0: Okay. So I find this interesting, nice. but this is my first introduction to it. Um, Adventures by Disney, as many of you know, are first rate tours that guided tours that Disney does. And they're not all Mickey Mouse. They're nicely done tours around the world. Um different continents, different countries, different itineraries, different lengths I mean they're just incredible and Disney has get you quite- into
1: different places that you might never get into,
0: yeah, I mean, special privileges, need- and it's first class all the way, and so you're you're getting this fabulous experience, you're learning the culture you're you're immersed in the culture, and you're with Disney people. So they've got the personality, they can tell you the stories the way they're meant to be told. And that's, that's going to captivate all the guests that are on these tours. And so what Disney's come out with now is what they're calling Adventures by Disney, private adventures. And this is going to be new for travel in 2021. Um, I I got really excited because I saw private adventures and I thought it said pirate adventures and I thought, wow. (laughs) But I digress. Is that
2: what you did when you figured out you were wrong?
0: Yeah. I walked the plank myself. So these new uh private adventures are they're gonna be introduced only at five destinations. So they're limiting it. They're making it an opportunity for families or smaller groups or maybe extended families up to 12 guests to still get out there and travel. And you don't have to worry. You're going to know everyone in the party. You're not being lumped in with a bunch of strangers that you might not want breathing down your neck or next to you or sneezing near you. Um, And so you control who's in the group up to 12 people. You... You're going to get a better price if you've got that full 12 people. And, um, but they will accommodate down to two, you know, just a couple if you want. And you'll have a private tour. You'll have your guide. You're going to pay a premium if you're going to bring it down to two. But if you've got a family of four, a family of five, bring the grandparents, something like that. This is ideal to, to be able to get out there and still vacation and explore and learn and immerse yourself in these other cultures. So, they're going to be going uh, on sale. They will be available to book starting October 27th. And you're still going to have all of that premium level stuff that I was talking about, like the accommodations and the um, kind of uh, exclusive access to uh, attractions. You're going to have your privately guided tours and um, it's going to be your same adventures by Disney tour, um, but just a little different, a little more private. Uh, You will have one tour guide instead of the usual two. That's fair. Uh, It's still phenomenal actually. And um, what's kind of cool about this is unlike standard adventures by Disney trips, I may call it an ABD, which is just the initials. but most ABD trips have minimum age requirements or definitely suggestions. And uh, they don't have that with these private adventures. Um, there is one exception and I'll tell you about that. But the destinations that you can go explore are going to be Costa Rica, Egypt, Greece, Italy, and Peru. And uh, the one, as far as the age restrictions... The only one that's going to have uh, an age restriction is going to be Peru, and that's a minimum age of six. It's not like I'm encouraging you to bring your your four-year-olds and your two-year-olds or your infants on these trips, but technically you could. Um, use your best advice. I think six is a good cutoff, and that that's going to make it enjoyable for everyone. Um, adventure just by Disney is not going to provide child care. Um, so don't expect them. I know they do a lot, but don't expect them to you know carry your child or whatever. um you'd have to check with local hotels, whatever your uh, accommodations are and they may have ch- children's programming so you can have a nice dinner um, adult dinner if you wanted, you know, wine, Lauren <laughs> and Yay! Go team wine. Um, but anyway, they're going to start booking these October 27th. And uh, these are going to be for travel starting in 2021. Uh, I, ju- I think they sound exciting.
1: I I actually excited. think it's a really good idea. Especially with these uncertain times. I think being able to have a private adventure is really intriguing because... You, you don't have to worry about who else you're exposed to, who else you're around. Like, I think, I think it's intriguing. I think it's a really good idea.
0: And, um, the travel aspect of these are going to start in April, so they're not going to be right away. So you can check out, uh, some of the itineraries and what, you know, what's cool about this is they're so stinking customized. You get to choose your own dates. You're not even picking, you know, like a cruise, you pick your date. Adventures by Disney. You pick your your you know you choose your date from what they're offering.
1: It's not like huh. that.
0: If you want oh, to go, cool.
1: chooses you. Oh, sorry. No,
0: no, 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 no. <laughs> wrong story. Yes. Um, <laughs> it, wrong everything. And um, so yeah, if you decide you want to do Italy and the normal Italy program is seven days. If you want to do nine days? They'll figure it out for you. You can do nine days. You can. You can choose if they normally depart on Saturdays and return on Saturdays. If you want to do Thursday to Tuesday, knock yourself out. Tell them those are the dates and they'll come up with a price. So it is truly customized to the dates that you want. I think that's incredible. And the length. I think that I I love it. Trying to see if there's anything else. So the more
2: people do you have, does the price per person drop?
0: Don't look at it that way. Look at it as 12 people get to go. This is the price. The fewer people you have, you will pay a premium. I mean, you can look at it either way, but Hmm. the pricing is based on a full 12 person party.
2: Okay. Okay. I understand now. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, they want to send out a full tour. But if you have six, then there is a premium. So you're going to pay a little bit more per person than you would pay per person if there were 12. It's not It's not like there's a set price per tour that accommodates 12 people and you would pay 12 times as much if you went alone. It's not like that. So it is. I think it's very reasonable. Um, I don't know if the general pricing is, is increased because it is fewer people with that one guide. Uh, it is something because it is so customizable. You have to call in and get your quote, call your travel agent, tell them what dates you want to go, where you want to go, what you want to do. We can find out what you want to do, how much it costs, but keep in mind, it is a premium product. So it's, it's not, it's not budget. Uh, it's not, you go when you have the money to to do it right.
2: You you can go and stay in hostels through all of Europe and do it a lot cheaper. However, this is first class. It will not, not be anywhere near the experience. No. Yeah.
0: So, um, and you know, the thing I like about Adventures by Disney is the uh, secure feeling that you get. The fact that everyone that is a guide, whether it's your Adventures by Disney guide or one of the locals... They speak English and that I love. And they've got your safety first. Disney. Disney safety's first. Didn't they talk about adding another safety rule?
2: I don't remember what it was. Uh inclusion. A mask? Yeah. Yes, everyone <laughs> must yeah, yeah, wear a mask. In-
3: inclusion or inclusiveness. Yeah, Sharpie's correct.
2: Okay.
0: I thought I heard something about that. Oh, and um another thing to add is um this is a position where you would tip the guide just like any other guide. Um, they do have um, additional gratuities that you need to consider when you're budgeting for this. But if you need to budget for the gratuity, uh, you, you might want to consider if this is right for you. Um, you shouldn't have to worry about the gratuity to do this. As my cousin used to say, I can carry the piano. I can carry the bench. No, 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 Hmm. maybe not. All right. So that's, that's the update on adventures by Disney.
3: I think that wraps it up. I wraps it up. Oh yeah.
0: So out of these five destinations, uh, we had Peru, Italy, Egypt, Greece, and Costa Rica. Sharpie, where would you go?
2: Oh gosh.
0: Lauren, you're next. So I thinking. would probably have to choose Italy.
3: Hmm.
1: I have two answers.
0: Of course you do. <laughs> we
2: we aren't shocked.
1: I know. Sharpie,
0: why Italy?
2: Uh, I would say Italy just because if I am going to go someplace where I want like the full story, I want it to be with Adventures by Disney. Mm-hmm. Like Costa Rica. Yeah, you yeah, I I can see that with Adventures by Disney, but I think there's just a lot more of a, a richness to the history of Italy. a bigger that story that Adventures to tell. by Disney would unpack in a way that is relevant for my family.
0: Okay, I I agree. yeah, absolutely. Lauren, where are you going?
1: So I would do either Italy or Greece. Uh, Greece has always been on my hit list. However, the history in Italy, I think alone would make me want to do Italy.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Steve, where are you going to go? Uh,
3: I have been to Italy. You lived in Italy. I did. So I would, so I would do any of the others. <laughs> Costa Rica, I think I agree with Sharpie. Costa Rica yeah, reminds Peru. me. Yeah. See, like Costa Rica reminds me of like the Caribbean or something where you're going to be like uh, swimming and ziplining, and which is fun. but So Egypt is interesting. Greece would be interesting or Peru. Any of those three would be awesome. Um, I'll take any.
0: Okay. It's not like I'm building a Christmas list or anything. Yeah. Don't don't
3: worry. I really want to go on one of those river cruises too. Like during Christmas time. Oh, to the market. The Christmas markets. I want to do the
2: holiday market cruise. Oh uh, my gosh.
3: I just need, it's like this big stress relief to, you know, and just, walk around and see the decorations and the music and all the food and go to all those different countries and see all the different Christmas holiday markets would be amazing. Wine, cheese. Oh, it'd be so cool.
2: Nice. All the, all the, the European handcrafts.
3: Yeah. It would be awesome. So.
0: Yeah. And here's, here's my tip for you. If you do go on a river cruise, you go on into adventure by Disney. Um, pack two suitcases lightly so that you have room for souvenirs and things like if you go on, uh, to a Christmas market, it's going to be cold. So buy a hat there, buy a scarf there. Not only is it something you can use, it's something that will be a souvenir and a memento. Oh, well,
2: that's a, that's a, that's a really good, good, good tip. Yeah.
0: Cause y- you know, you might go with your own hat and gloves, but then you're bound to find something, one of those adorable scarves or something. And you may as well just plan on going, you know, day one, you're on a mission. You've got to find a scarf, hat and gloves. Mm. And you know what? Forget the purse. Now you have to buy a purse. The less you bring, the more you
2: have to buy. Just make sure you have, you have room to get it all home. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or buy an extra suitcase, which is what I normally wind up doing.
2: Well, and
0: some people can get away with, um, you know how luggage can self-contain it, you know, that you put the 18 inch inside the 21 inch. Yeah. You nest those kind of like Russian dolls. Um, if you can do that with like a medium and a large, you, you've got an extra bag to go home with souvenirs and you know, you, you paid for one bag on the way there. So I've done that. I've done that in reverse too. going home for Christmas. I go with two bags and I come home with one. Anyway, enough about that. I I would choose either Egypt or Greece. I I just am interested in those. Um, they're very mysterious to me. They're very exotic, and I think it would be fantastic to hear the stories that Disney would tell about those. Um, probably Egypt more than Greece. If I had to choose one, that's what I'm gonna gonna do.
2: And honestly, Italian food is also kind of up on that list for me. <laughs>
3: oh, yeah. so good. And wine. So good.
0: Oh, cappuccino. Ooh.
3: Yeah. I mean, it starts in the morning, goes all the way through night. Start okay. with your coffee and with a some cheese, pasta, wine. Mm.
0: <laughs> You're hungry now, aren't you? Yes. We managed to get food in here. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and grab the show, wrap it up right here. I'd like to thank Pixie Vacations for sponsoring the podcast. If you have comments or questions for us, you can send those to comments at mousechat.net. Thanks so much for listening, and please join us again next time on MouseChat.